As many of you know, one of my passions is introducing people to works of art they may have missed over the years, pieces of sophisticated culture that just slipped through the cracks somehow. Wonderful and terrible pieces of music that delight, terrify, horrify, and scar many of the listeners, or as I like to think of it, enriching their lives. Thus, this compendium of magical musical moments, some of which never publicly aired, only to be found on Patreon. For instance, this first segment in which I horrify my darling Ada Zanditon with one of the most foul songs to ever hit the charts, much less go to number one. So we're talking about lovely things to do with having a new baby. And there's a song that I wanted to play you uh, when you were still carrying Peter. Oh, yeah. Because it has a certain amount of sentimentality. And this was quite a big hit in the 70s. I'll tell you the title later. You'll probably figure it out. It's by mm -hmm. Paul Anka. Lovely. You're gentle and sweet so far. You're having my baby. What a lovely way of saying how much you love me. <laughs> having my baby. What a lovely way of saying what you're thinking of me. I can see it Your face is glowing I can see it in your eyes I'm happy and knowing That you're having my baby You're the woman I love And I love what it's doing to you You're having my baby You're a woman in love, and I love what's going through you. Wow. <laughs> and we haven't gotten really to the meat of oh this sandwich. My, I, oh, my. What was the line before that? It was so, it was so like. You're the woman mm, I, I love, and I love what it's doing to you. doing to you. Yeah, let's rewind. I mean, ew. Yeah. You're the woman I love, and I love what it's doing to you. Having my This is like some kind of dystopian Republican oh, absolutely. nightmare. Absolutely. Like yeah. what, if they were able to ban all abortions everywhere, this would be like the great song they sing. Absolutely. As I all, feel sick. As the, all the women are just <laughs> sobbing inconsolably uh, oh, in, <laughs> in a kind of handmaid's tale looking kind of Literally. thing. Literally. Yeah. And he'd be at, at the center of the amphitheater. Yeah. Singing this song. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is also the guy who wrote the lyrics wow. to My Way. So, I mean, he's written some great songs. This is not one of them. Mm. Big hit. Big hit. We'll get to the chart positions in a moment. Oh, oh boy. And uh, it gets better. I know it's hard to imagine that it's going to even wow. hit new heights. I really felt but... like it would peak. 
right you would have thought right uh-huh. the other thing i love is the grotesque flute underneath yeah that really like as a lizzo fan i'm offended by that use of that <laughs> instrument that seed inside you do you feel it growing literally blessed be the fruit i mean that's so not okay vile it's vile wow Wait, didn't have to keep it. Yeah, no, <laughs> this is where it gets even wilder. Okay, so because take it back. It's not suitable for Republicans. Didn't have... Oh, no, right, because you said I wouldn't put you through it. Yeah, didn't have to so keep more it. more compassionate than Republicans, so yeah. we can hand them that. But still totally gross. Yeah. Like, wildly gross. <sighs> Oops, did I rewind too far? Uh-oh, what a shame. Way. Wow. Any person who gets pregnant, you might enjoy certain aspects of pregnancy. Yeah, let me ask you, did you feel at a certain point when you looked at me across the room or over FaceTime when I was in LA and said, I'm having your baby. I'm a woman in love and I love what it's doing to me. No, <laughs> not so much. What about... Uh, uh, having your baby. I'm a woman in love, and I, I, I love what's going through me. Gross. Yeah. Gross. Mostly lactulose, honestly. Yeah, that's pretty much what was going yeah, through you, because a lot of stuff accurate. was not going through you. Indeed. So... For those not familiar with lactulose, it's kind of in between stool softener and the stuff that they give you before a colonoscopy. <laughs> it's very sexy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, sexy. Um, well, I mean, to some people, you know, full, clean, you yeah. know. Well, you know, <laughs> um, and and there's no kink shaming here, so uh, certainly know. not, certainly not, certainly not. However, um, mm. what was going through you when you were pregnant? I'm trying to think of the things that this woman would love so much. I'm pretty much paracetamol. Yeah, you're allowed to have paracetamol and ginger. Were these maybe you think what she's referring to possibly would be? Yeah, hormones? I imagine uh, so. Oh, hormones. Yeah, they're right bitch hormones. Um, They do all sorts of really crazy things to you. Um, Because of hormones, that's why I had the ectropian when my cervix decided Mm. to bleed for like months at a time. Yeah, lots of fun. Hormones did that. And hormones are also what made all of the ligaments in my pelvis pelvic area soft so that I had to do Pilates classes at hospital. 
Uh, isn't that what gave you pelvic girdle pain as well? Indeed, yes. That's the, yeah, exactly. Pelvic girdle pain. So this is what she's singing about when she says. I'm a woman in love, and I love what it's doing to me. Exactly. She loves a bit of pelvic girdle pain. <laughs> she loves it. She loves a bit of pelvic girdle pain. Oh, I'll have an ectropian. Uh, you know, that morning sickness cannot get enough of that. Well, there's another so, line where it's similar yeah. to, um, you didn't have to do it, wouldn't put you through it, which is a nod to being a very sensitive kind of fella. And then there's another line about, you could have swept it from your life. Uh, which that's I, I quite go graphic, back to. isn't it, really? Well, well, this is the other thing that's <laughs> so shocking about this song. I mean, we're talking a mammoth hit. He would have been singing this on every kind of variety show. So how weird is it that this would be acceptable in the mid-70s? I should look up the date. And yet now, in the current climate, there would be pickets, protests, outrage. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gross. Believe me, there's nothing great about this song. It's, no. But it's fa- it is wonderful in its own hideousness. There's nothing quite as gross as this song. It's a very specific vibe. It is. It's kind of like barbiturates and white wine and... <laughs> 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 and like that's exactly what it's like right and brown plush furniture to keep it, put you through it. like the angst you swept it from your life but you wouldn't do it no you wouldn't do it and you have That's such a ghoulish vocal, too. I got to look up who that is. Yeah, what women agree to sing that out loud? No one with their own career. Like, Helen Reddy wasn't like, oh, I'd love to sing that. You know, the one mm. who's saying, I am woman, hear me roar. Yes, well, that's a very different vibe, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so, around this time in the 70s, you had, I am woman, hear me roar, which is mm. sort of voicing the uh, second wave feminist movement. Second or third wave, whatever wave, it was a wave. And that was the kind of like popular music theme song for it. At the same time, you have this, but he kind of alludes to the fact that she has agency in the matter. And he's very thankful that she chose the option she chose. Indeed. Incidentally, his publishing company, at least during this period of his life, was called Anka Spanka Music. <laughs> if only someone had. I think they had. Paul Anka used to run with the Rat Pack when he was like 17. Right. He was a boy wonder. He had his first hit single at like 15. So he was hanging out with Frank Sinatra and all those guys when they were like in their 40s <laughs> in Vegas. That's why he can write the best book because he's the only one that's alive from that whole crew. 1974. Okay, I thought it was a little later than that. Featured artist is Odia Cortez. Hold on, I have to look at this. Did the song knock the wind out of you? It did a little. <laughs> <laughs> Odia Cortez. Or coats. Mm. Let's look up uh, Odia Coats. Hideous Coats. That's <laughs> what her name is. Odious, Odious, Coats. Odious, Odious Coats. Coats. Coats is best remembered for her duet with Paul Anka that went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 wow. on August 24th, 1974. Girl. Having heard Coates singing on an Edwin Hawkins singer, excuse me, Edwin Hawkins singer's gospel album. So she went from gospel to this. Uh, he decided to use her on the recording as it needed a female voice. <laughs> <laughs> Anka was pleased with the results, both artistically and commercially. The song reached number one and recorded several more songs with her. One Man Woman, One Woman Man, and 1975's I Don't Like to Sleep Alone. Also, I believe there's nothing stronger than our love. Followed up by Make It Up to Me in Love. 
<laughs> mm. Mm. I mean, good performance, although she does sound like a hostage. You know? Yeah, it's like, I'm having your baby. I'm a woman in love and I love what it's doing to me. So, such a strange lyric. I mean, a lot of people do enjoy being pregnant. Not all of being pregnant is bad. A lot of people enjoy being pregnant and it's a big achievement for a lot of people to get pregnant uh, because it can be really hard to get pregnant. Yes, but do you think that that's the sentiment that's <laughs> captured in that song? Um, it sounds like a rather casual situation that they're in as well. They don't seem to be married or in I a long, mean, long relationship. Not the line that's like you could have flushed it from your life. <laughs> it's good as you could have yeah. flushed it down the toilet, love, but you didn't. So check it out. We're gonna have this baby. We are <laughs> yeah. alrighty then. You know, it's far more considerate and uh, tasteful because it's you could yes. have swept it from your life. Swept it with a nice, ah. neat little brush. In the same unseemly vein, we continue with a segment with Chrissy Chapeca in which I introduce her to one of the Beach Boys' more, let's say, notable tracks. How do you feel about mm-hmm. the Beach Boys? I've listened to them. <laughs> I'm not, I feel like I don't really have an opinion. <laughs> no, that's okay. But I mean, you know, you know you're know, you familiar with them enough and everything. Yeah, like I've heard them. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know, California Girls or I Get Around mm-hmm. or something like that. Listen, they've made a lot of wonderful music. So anyone listening now who has not been familiar with the Beach Boys, don't let this put you off of their earlier catalog. <laughs> but I'm about to play you something that um, gave me pause. And it's something called Hey Little Tomboy. Hey Little Tomboy, sit here on my lap. I got things that I gotta tell you. No more skateboards. Put away your baseball mitt, your buff living days are through. I'm just going to pause it there, and I love the reaction on your face. Already, out of the gate, it's horrifying. Hey, little tomboy, come sit on my lap. What I've, the fuck? Like, and also, some songs, you know, are written for characters, right? Some songs are written for this. Who is the man singing this song? Like, do you know what I mean? Who is this man portraying? Like, is this a love song? Like, what? Hey, little tomboy? Okay, and, and it gets, it, this is only the tip of the iceberg, by the way. What do you, you thought so far, what Chrissy? Fuck? <laughs> what the fuck what the fuck that is literally my like that it's like should i be surprised well that this is a fucking song unfortunately that is so fucking weird that is so f- uncomfortable what the fuck well, i it, yeah it gets and, worse does it get worse yes it does shut yes, up <laughs> I, I heard that and i was like oh god that's it, oh, right? No, that's the only... The, the rest of it's uh, just instrumental, right? The rest of it is just la, 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 la. No, no. I, I said a fucked up thing. <laughs> I like, apologize for it now. <laughs> like, Hey, what I said was... And the way he sings it is extra creepy. Yeah, it's hey, like, little... T- yeah, right? <laughs> Never who do is that. <laughs> who is that man? Who is he talking to? There's a lot of questions. And we're going to have more questions because we're going to keep playing the song. I'm scared. Which is a good, that's a that's a sensible, uh, good reaction your body is having. So trust your body and its instincts. 
this is the special unreleased version because there's a moment in the bridge that's not on the released version. So it's even horrifying that this was released. But this is the this is the uh, version they wanted to originally release. You could find new places to go. Whoa, whoa. You could see that boys love you so. Whoa, whoa. Okay, right. So this is the moment where you think the record will screech, and that's it. it- <laughs> no, just like what, where, who? Can't you say like even if they didn't say write this song, like can't you just be like this is fucked up and I'm not singing this? Like why did they agree to sing this fucking song? Exactly. So this is written by their very at sometimes confused leader Brian Wilson, who was going through a really rough patch, which still does not excuse any of it. But so okay, no. so so we have an adult mind, an adult mind who writes this song. Uh, it's not great. There's nothing good. There's no way. There's nothing good about it. Nothing. Nothing. But then, like you said, there's a committee. There's other people there. Uh, one guy, the guy singing the song uh, in the 60s, protested that the lyrics were too, like, vague. These aren't vague. These should be more vague. Do you vague? know what I mean? <laughs> you have said all you needed to say with a cherry on fucking top, you creep. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like getting hit with a cricket bat across the face in terms of subtlety. That is terrifying. That is so terrifying how, I mean, just even to bring it in such a broader sense how the media just allows shit like that to be out there and is like let's sing along like well, thankfully, this is this, fun and let me give context this was not a hit this was on one of their albums that sold like zilch but the fact good that, as it should <laughs> no, exactly exactly y'all deserved that the craziest thing is there's an interview later that year that brian wilson's doing and they're like oh how's the new album going and he's like well there's this well i should just play it i'll play it for oh, you i'll play the interview after i play more mm. of the song because we're not done yet we're nowhere we're nowhere near done i hate men i hate <laughs> i fucking hate men if the world was run by women like th- shit like this wouldn't even be a topic no and also just the casual creepy pedo misogyny well, the, that's in there like pedophiles <laughs> let's sing about being a what time to turn the, into uh, a girl Norma- time to time to turn into a girl <laughs> Like what? Not just that, but by the way, Chrissy, they're doing it all over the world. This is where you get like old hack songwriting and then this bizarre message. Cause like he's looking for a rhyme. Like, well, what rhymes with girl? Oh, you know, just like dancing or surfing, they're doing it all over the world. They're turning into girls all over the world. But it's like, is that even like, what are they? I can't. I don't understand what they're saying because it's like they're talking to the little tomboys and like a. It's just so much on cover. Okay, wait. It's like are they saying know, little tomboy is like a girl who's like a tomboy, like or playing with skateboard or like a you know a little boy. Either way, a, right. a, a child. Either way, they're talking about a fucking <laughs> nope. child, which is yeah. the root of the fucking problem here. Whether yeah. whoever they are, but they're talking right. about a fucking child. It's and then clearly un- under eighteen. They're, they're absolutely under eighteen. Whoever they're talking to. Are they talking to a girl? Or are they talking to a boy? Like, it, it's very confusing. And it's just, yeah, because then it goes into that, like, that gendered stereotype. Like, don't 
put your skateboard away and like how girls specifically like growing up or just like um anybody you know like can wants to like ride a skateboard and it's not exactly in their fit that the world said you have to be in like you're a girl or something like you have to fit in this like box of what a girl is to society even though there's no box there's no no such thing as fucking gender like there's no such thing as any of this but society has just made this fucking up and like they're like okay no you can't do anything you want instead do what a girl quote unquote is supposed to do as a kid and get naked yeah like what yeah oh and it gets worse by the way it it gets yeah (laughs) And I've been looking forward to playing this for you because I was like, who can I, I want to share this with someone special. And who can I piss off the most? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You've uncovered my secret motive. You you now know who I really am. <laughs> I love it. Don't worry. We love you. We love you. Here we go. Now for more, coming hot back on the charts, Beach Boys with Hey Little. Can you imagine this being... Talk, like no, if no. they played it on the radio, I, which should be over. <laughs> the career should be over. No, that is a that is a moment of ending career. Never talk again. Never go in public again. Or else somebody like me is gonna punch you square in the face. It was. Well, like, it's, it's worse too than their association with Charles Manson. So oh the drummer, fucking god, the drummer what? was like hanging out. Yeah. So Charles Manson and the Manson family hung out with the drummer Dennis Wilson for a good long time, right up until the time that they did what they did. Uh yeah, it's uh it's not great. There there's a lot of problems in their story. The actual family story of the Beach Boys because it's two brothers, uh a cousin and then a friend of the family. So, so a weird fucking family, all weird, right? Yeah, and like the father of the two brothers, Carl and Brian. Uh, and admittedly Brian, uh, even though he wrote this song, a musical genius, like if you hear now, I know this taints them forever for you. But. Yeah, no, I'm never gonna look at them as talented. No. <laughs> and I, I get that, but like uh, he did yeah, a lot of amazing yeah. things before this. I'm not saying this. this for is, sure, this is not for one sure, of them. for okay. sure. So, uh, but the father yeah. was horribly abusive. Like their whole story is really crazy, especially when most of their stuff is like, you know, be true to your school and really like up numbers about surfing right. and stuff. There's like a lot of darkness, and then there are hills. And speaking of darkness and creepiness, let's get back to the song. <laughs> Hey, little tomboy. Oh, so now, now we get now it gets even creepier for a few reasons because we have the first creepy man voice. Okay, now we're gonna hear from the author Brian Wilson, who sounds who sounds like a guy over by the dumpster with wet hands. Okay, like I approaching hate you. Guy. I hate men. <laughs> okay. No, like literally, this is what I mean. <laughs> no, I know, and I promise, I promise, we'll do something fun after this. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I promise. I promise. Hey little tomboy, I've had my eyes on you. Okay, hey little tomboy, I've had my eyes on you. Okay, I just want to pause. No. Yeah, and doesn't he sound like the like that man by the dumpster who you're oh, like, oh my god, there's a guy over by the dumpster. He's got wet hands. I can see it. The fucking every creepy guy on the streets <laughs> of like every fucking place. Yeah. yeah, it sounds exactly like they're exactly what they're thinking. <laughs> God, fuck this uh, song. Fuck it, the Beach Boys. I've had my eyes on you thinking what a girl you could be. Mm, I smell perfume. Let's try some cut off jeans. Look at all the changes I see. I'm gonna teach you to kiss. You're gonna feel just like this. They're doing 
probably goes, I don't know where. Yeah, okay, fine little thing. Look at okay, yeah, she's alright. I'll check her out a couple of times. Hey, okay, put on a little lipstick. Let's see what it looks like. I'm gonna make you a girl. Now let's put a dress on and wear a little makeup. Okay? You make a beautiful girl. Okay, now shave your legs now for your first time. I'll stop it now. Is it just so fucking normalized that like people listen to that and we're just like, it's kind of good. Well, like, it, I think it, it helped that it was on an album that bombed during like a really low point of yeah, their career. I guess. I like, guess. Well, when was this? Real, this 77, album 78. Okay. And there's three different versions available. Like there's this one. There's another one where there's that part, the horrifying so part. They worked. They worked yes, on this song. Yes. They, they and honed it sounded it. it was so second nature to say those fucking creepy things. Like it was so and that's so terrifying because that is just so fucking normalized. Like not even just here in just like other countries, like all literally all over the world. They admitted that is just so normalized. That behavior is so fucking normalized. And that's incredibly fucked up. It's really And it's fucked, like, what yeah. are they also talking about? Like, are they Right. What are they talking are about? They, Time to shave your legs. Like, shave your legs for the first time. Uh, try a little lipstick. Ooh, I smell perfume. Like, obviously, they're talking about children. Like, obviously, one. But also, it's like, are you talking about, like, does sex child brings, too? Like, that's what I was getting out of it. I was like, what are we promoting right now? Well, this is the thing. This is this is the other thing that's doubly horrifying. So, first off, we have the two singers, okay? That's creepy because they're, like, they're two different people. And then we get to this, like, a bunch of guys talking, and they're like, yeah, yeah I've had my honor, too. Like, does he have n- any idea of what he wrote? I don't know if he had any idea of what he wrote. Like, it's so I, scary. It's so scary. That is so scary because that is so normal, and that is so just, like... Did I take you down a bad path? I'm sorry. Did I? No, 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 no. You did not. (laughs) I think it's a good thing to talk about, though. Like how, (laughs) unfortunately, how fucking normal that is because that is just so fucking real. Like that's happened to probably every fucking girl or feminine person or. Right. You know, honestly, that's happened to everyone. It doesn't. Gender's not fucking real, one, but it like regardless, like of how you identify, like. There's so many people out there who just fetishize kids, and it's fucking terrible. Right, that and like, and, and the angle here where like it's like, oh, like, hey, I'm gonna help you figure it out so boys like you. Yeah, and it's just like that is such predatory behavior, and also it's like, what, what, what? Yeah, that is insanity. Like I've. Always been now. This sounds weird. Now it sounds like I'm a creep. Uh, I've been a fan of the Beach Boys for a long time. My and, mom loves the Beach Boys. I'm sure if she heard this song, she would be like, "What the fuck?" I think I have a clip here of of uh, the an interviewer talking to Brian Wilson about any exciting songs on the new album because he went through a period where what happened is he sort of uh, freaked out, had a depressive episode where he stayed basically in bed for three years. Then they brought him back, mm-hmm. and it was this whole campaign. So the interviewer here is excited that Brian's back to writing songs, and this is um. What he asked them. Fucking curry. And we talk about the new recordings. What actually are you doing in the studio right now? Well, we're basically. Wait, looking... I, sh- I, I got to share a video for this because you really got to see what's going oh, on here. I'm going to cry. I know. 
I'm gonna get I'm gonna get angry messages that I was I, I did bad things to you on the show. No, 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 no. I, I mean this like like just emphasizes my point. I fucking hate men. <laughs> I love I hate it when I have to be reminded, but this reminded me and I was like, yeah, I'm right. Miss well, it, it, it just shows you too, like the casualness with which a song like this would be made, like that no one along the way said, Hey, do you think maybe someone might even interpret this like it could mean this do you know what i mean not even telling them outright like it sounds like you're um yeah it sounds like you're a pedophile like <laughs> right right that, like no one no one said that well of course there's probably a group of men doing everything and so nobody's gonna call out the other man because they're like oh it's kind of funny men cover shit and humor all the time that's literally how they cover up their friends being shitholes because they're like, oh, he's just like being funny. Like, he's just, and it's like, that's not funny. You're in luck, Chrissy, because Ugh, here we go. Creepy, creepy ass creep. Well, first of all, can we talk about the new recordings? What actually are you doing in the studio right now? Well, we're basically working on new stuff. By the way, the, the dry mouth, he's like gacked to the skies. He is on so much cocaine. <laughs> God, fucking. Uh, 15 big ones are Curnell as about half and half oldies and newies we call them newies new songs and old songs classic songs you know and uh, but the new album which we don't have a title for uh, so we'll have ugly. a little more new material than old <laughs> this time uh, one of them is named Hey Little Tomboy it's about a oh I see uh, that smile a little girl who's sort of a roughneck you know what a tomboy is yeah. anyway and this guy convinces her to become a pretty girl, and sure enough, she slowly turns into a pretty. Starts shaving her legs and <laughs> wears short skirts, and you know, and, and puts some lipstick on and makeup, so she's a little tomboy, and that's one of the songs. So we're very happy with it. Yeah, we're very happy. We're, with it. <laughs> we're very, we're what? very happy with it. We're very happy. These with words it. should not come from any man, but not from a man who looks like that. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Are you? The way that the interviewer laughed too, like that is what even made me like get like uncomfortable goosebumps. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my God, like that was funny. Like literally admitting like, oh yeah, we like make this little girl like said that. This roughneck girl. Roughneck, yeah. she's a kid. What? Kids are. Yeah. What? Yeah, because it's, it's so, so vague about the age. Like they don't even say it, but it's like it has to be implied because they're talking about skateboards and stuff. That That's not like a, oh yeah, 25 year old woman. That's not. What no, they're... I mean they're talking about playing, and it's like that's so. Oh my god, that is terrifying! I just cannot believe that. Like that, that was like a conversation with the guy, and that's just like what fucking sucks is because like men just like maybe not that specific conversation, but also oh. maybe that specific conversation. Yeah, just have conversations like that and don't. Ah, oh, this like really okay brings me into this whole um all like these guys saying like not all men this like movement that they're doing or whatever this bullshit because it's like you may not be somebody who has you may say too I'm not you may say you haven't done this um somebody who has sexually assaulted somebody somebody who has like done some really really fucked up misogynistic shit too just like said misogynistic things like you can say all you want that you've never done that. But I know for a fact that you have laughed at a joke that somebody's made. You have watched behavior like that happen from your friends. You have yeah. encouraged your peers to treat other people that way, you know? And it's yeah. just like, like that is such a normal conversation and it still right. is a normal conversation today, whether, whatever it may be. Yeah. And like, 
the men, all men are part of the problem because all men are encouraging that behavior, whether they're doing it themselves or not. Because there's a way to, there's a way to encourage that stuff without actually being vocally pro it by tacitly silently just sort of letting people go on with stuff, you know, like the, Oh, your friend that you can, you know, you don't say anything when they say something racist or whatever. That, that yeah. And it's like, you can't like those, those girls who date, like those horribly homophobic or like racist or misogynistic guys and excuse it. Like, Oh, he doesn't mean it. It's like, yes, he fucking does. And why are you with him? Like yeah. it's fucked up that he's doing that. And we're not going to excuse that. And we're not going to look away from it. But it's also like, why are you with him? You should not be excusing that behavior. That's not something you should be with if you don't believe that too. And it's just like, I don't, men don't understand that, that every time they're sitting back and they're not commenting on these shitty things that other men are doing, or they're laughing at these jokes or they're encouraging this behavior and they're not checking their friends or the people around them. They are part of the fucking problem. Whether this interviewer wrote it or not, whether he wrote the song or not, he just encouraged that goddamn behavior. And that is literally baseline what life is yeah. with men. Yeah. Like that Which is actually like, why I wanted to play the thing for you because I've been, ha- I've, yeah. you know, it's been sitting with me for a while. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you also told me though, because I never, not that like before I was like, yeah, they're fine. Like, I never want to say that again. I want to be like, no, fuck that. <laughs> like, I never, ever, 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 ever want to ever encourage that behavior. And I'd rather, be well versed in their bullshit than just excusing behavior. That's so far. That just like, it just opens up just a whole nother conversation too. just like how well, that interview went. Well, and also because they're like America's band, right? It's right. And, and all this horror that's really in the background of the beach Boys. So even if they never did that song, even if you could look at the band as an example of America with the horribly abusive father and who was so abusive that Brian, the musical genius of the bunch, Carl was great too, but like this, the other guy was, he could do incredible stuff and not be able to read and write music. But the father beat him so badly one time, he lost hearing in one of his ears like that. So there's that kind of ground level of the house to start on. Then you have the second floor. Do you know what I mean? Where this family is with each other all the time, all this dysfunction, there's all this kind of addiction. The drummer, Dennis, before his dalliances with the the Manson family, you know why? Because Charles Manson would lure famous Mm -hmm. rock stars with the women in the family. And that's how he, I mean, he used the women as pawns, you know, and which is more more disgusting stuff. I mean, (sighs) the list goes on and on. But yes. then and then you have Brian's mental illness, which is untreated and then also uh, mocked. And then he goes into his whole drug thing. So really, you know, they are America's band. That literally is America's band. Moving right along to a segment from episode two. It's time to enjoy the delights of a very special theme song from a very special porn film released in the 80s and guaranteed the thrill. Remember, mom, I told you not to listen to this show. This is another thing that I found on a vintage porn tape. And this happened because I went to this place called Cinephile, which is a fabulous video store, Mm -hmm. one of the last remaining brick and mortar video stores. And it's Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. One day I was in there buying a few laser discs, of course, including a laser disc, a sealed laser disc of A Star is Born. Wow. Mm. And a few others. They were having a clear out sale for a dollar each. And I saw this brown box. On it, it said uh, Mystery Box Porn. What? Really? Yes. And they looked it to be VHS size. So, Did you just say they looked it? Did I say that? I think they say they looked it to be. They looked it to be. I like that. I will review that 
Okay. In the editing. Now, That's um, not standard white English. Well, nothing standard here, darling. No, darling. It's, it's just fancy schmancy. Little fish and chips. And I was going to get it as a gift for our friend. I opened the box up, and the first thing I see is a tape called By and Beyond 3, Hermaphrodite. Wow. All of them are vintage 80s boxes, all in the original uh, large box. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yep, with the exactly outer casing, and then inside there was yep. a clamshell plastic case yep. as a mm-hmm. protective cover. Some of them still had the original pr- Pleasure Chest price tags on them as well. Wow. And of course, some of them ran between 60 and $80. Yeah, they're very expensive. Very expensive. Very expensive. So I immediately called them back, <laughs> and I said, do you have more of these? And they were like, oh, yeah, 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 we got a bunch. So it turns out that Hugh Hefner's brother was an avid collector of all kinds of porn. And when he passed, his widow brought his entire collection to Cinefy. Wow. And there was so much of it, they didn't know what to do with it. So they were batching it up and selling it for like 15 bucks a box or something. Wow. Well, I went to transfer the hermaphrodite tape. Okay. And as I rewound it, it, when it hit full rewind, the leader on the end of the tape it broke, so the tape was unplayable. Mm-hmm. I knew this tape had to be transferred because <laughs> by and beyond three, it's the third of a series. Oh my gosh. And it's called Hermaphrodite. Okay. And Paul Norman, I believe, who is a West Hollywood, I think, resident or was at the time, uh, was known for these. It was like a big deal, a Paul Norman film. Okay. So I put it on to transfer it, and the opening sequence has a theme song. Oh my gosh. It's a fully written theme song. No and way. It's insane. I, I, we'll put a clip of the intro on the Instagram. Okay. This is a perfect place for it. Uh, and remember, we didn't make this. So if you get upset about it, that's... Talk to your doctor. That's right. <laughs> See if yeah. Abilify is for you. Yeah, yeah. Or Vivance. Or Ativan. Yeah, Ativan. Okay. So this is the theme song to Hermaphrodite. Okay. I <gasps> can Keeps going. 
This is how long the opening is. <laughs> this the is opening the, of a porn. Now, how many actors? I mean, is this the credit sequence or? This is the credit sequence. Now, what's going on in the credit sequence is there is like some kind of astral background, like nighttime wow. sky. It looks like it's in space. And then these sort of, uh, imagine Nautilus models moving into frame, wow. but with a glow around them and sparks wow. coming off of them in a way, or maybe just fragments of stars. Well, see, I mean, that's, that blows my mind. There's so much going back in history about the two spirit, yeah. about um, the traveler, uh-huh. the mm-hmm. person who straddles both masculine and feminine and is the ultimate. It's not even the ultimate taboo. Uh-huh. It's the ultimate access to pleasure. Nowadays, I think we'd use the word intersex. Where would you have um, uh, some sort of combination of both gonads of the male and female species mm-hmm. and human and homo sapiens or something yeah. like that. But the thing is, it's not... It's, it's this, um, now it's so the problematic nature of, of trans fetishization is of course that it is unacceptable in society. And then the taboo nature translates very clearly and horrifically to violence, Yeah, you know, but I myself worked as a trans hooker for very, uh, for a long time Uh and I was the ultimate seduction. Sure. And I still am. You know, and that it's, I can't tell you how many straight identifying men have told me to my face, it looked into my pretty blue eyes and said, girl, I would marry you if you weren't, if it was, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. Mm-hmm. And also if I didn't have my wife, I'd make you my lady and all this kind of stuff. And also it's like, you know, well, mama, I don't want to be your lady. First of <laughs> right, all, right. And, and second of all, where's that money at? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But for a lot of, you know, I mean, I'm, I don't ever wish to downplay the horrific nature of the way that people who are not in a box, yeah. I'm not even going to say trans because, because it's, that's not even the whole story, but people who do not fit a box, yeah, yeah, they are treated horribly yeah. in the United States of America, especially, and then many other countries, of course, but the, the disenfranchisement of that intersex hermaphroditic or 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 trans uh, gender um variant sure presenting folks i mean we can't downplay that and i certainly don't mean to lampoon it ridicule it or or anything like that but it is the ultimate seduction for for many 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 yeah. many folks mm-hmm. you know and that's i think this fucking theme song rules isn't that song amazing <laughs> it's amazing it's a, it's a really good song yeah it's really catchy the it sounds like pleasure it could have been a hit if maybe the lyrics were slightly different yeah uh, i think hermaphrodite <laughs> might have to be changed yeah. yeah yeah but but hermes and aphrodite that's where it comes from mm. it is the it's the ultimate in expression you know venus and jupiter or venus and mars 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 is at hermes and aphrodite is venus I believe that's where the term comes from. It's mm-hmm. the union of both planetary. It's it's the the union. Do you want to hear some phone sex ads? And now we close out this collection with a segment from the Dong Johnson episode, previously available only on Patreon. In this episode, I blessed Katya with the gift of music made by a couple in love. That couple being Don Johnson and Barbara Streisand. I didn't realize that Dakota Johnson is Don Johnson's daughter. That's right. And the daughter of Melanie, Melanie Griffith. Griffith. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm kind of obsessed lately with photos of Don Johnson and Barbara Streisand. They were lovers. They were lovers in the 80s, and they recorded a song together. Oh, God. Would you like to hear it? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? Let me look that up. No. <laughs> Let me look that up. I definitely don't want to hear it, though. Really? Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. Is it called Is it called Love is a Lovely Thing? I think it might be Love is for Lovers, Oh. and it's our kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, he had a couple albums, actually, in the 80s, hmm. and- 
I have the video album for one of them. Oh my god! It's called oh, it's called Till I Loved You. Ugh, eat shit and die. I think maybe just for reference. You know, we were talking actually about music that we've been listening to, and I couldn't think of anything new that I listened to. The Lizzo album. I'm listening oh. to the Lizzo album. Yeah, that's nice. And it's not brand new. It's from last year, but the Shun album I love a lot. Okay. Oh wait, here we go. God. This is about as good as you thought it might be. This has exceeded my wildest expectations. <laughs> you were my friend. Good friend. Good friend. Good friend. And sometimes oh. I would wonder. Sometimes. His voice is awful. She must have been really in love. No, she did. I mean, oh, totally digmatized. And then you hear her voice. I was Soaring like an eagle. Exactly. And his, his is like a hedgehog. His is like the cat from Pet Cemetery. Yeah, yeah. Dragging its ass on the carpet to clean it up. I know you're desperate to hear the chorus, but we'll oh, have to yeah, wait till I, another time. Thank you so much. You're yeah. welcome. I like to draw out the joy yeah. uh, in something like that. What will I have to look forward to? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You know, because you're, you're currently on break from tour. So what are you going to look forward to? You're going to look forward to listening to the rest of the Don Johnson Barbara Streisand duet. Oh, my God. Listen, if you want, I'll send you his two albums. Um, it's it's you know, so generous. Because you're my friend. <laughs> yeah. So generous. Good friend. <laughs> what have I been doing? Um, Writing angry I letters. Don't to don't know. No. Yeah, that's good. Though. You need a bit of a just switch off. I guess so. But um, oh yeah, we had DragCon, and then that was last weekend. Did we have that? Was that last weekend? Th- I think that was. It was last weekend. Not this last weekend. Yeah, it was. Yeah, right. Because uh, the week has flown by since. Oh my god, it has. It really has. I don't yeah. know where the time goes. Uh, mm, I know. I don't know where the time goes. I don't either. But when we find out, we're gonna have a lot of time on our hands. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just. No, been, that's good. You've just been sort of. Maxin, relaxing. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Going to the gym. Um, how often do you go a week? Two to three times. And how long is each session? One hour. Okay, and this is with Wimberly. That's with Wimber Woman. Yeah. And he he gets me right together. When you two guys get together. <laughs> Good friend. Good friend. Dear friend. Dear friend. friend. Yes. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up, Barbara. <laughs> Wait, we should at least get to the chorus. Oh, my God. Oh, you never thought you'd feel the way ever, you do? Never, ever. Never, never experienced ever. this before? Not once. Not until this uh, husky Get Baz that man voice. out of the studio, you <laughs> fucking bitch. <laughs> this is rotten. It, it's really... It's truly it, rotten. <laughs> Wait. Well. This makes me want to be asexual. <laughs> <laughs> they play this at uh, certain asexual training camps. Yeah. <laughs> You thought you wanted to have sex? Listen to this. This makes me gay. <laughs> Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Ooh, ooh, they're oh, overlapping. Gross. Who is the producer? They should be shot. Yeah, so she must have been fully digmatized. I guess so. I guess he's must be a wild ride. We gotta get you in the ride. studio, Don. We yeah. gotta get you in the studio. You know what we gotta do, baby. We gotta baby. do a duet. Yeah, baby. We gotta get you in the studio. Because I've never felt anything like this. Gross. And they were only together for about eighteen months. No, that's long enough. I love that burns so bright. Yeah. Burns out kind of fast, maybe. My dear friend. Yeah, my dear friend. I never (laughs) thought it could be like this. So, are you going to factor this into the plotting of demise, of my demise? Will this this accelerate it? This is now the new focus. Okay. Yeah. So, you listen to the song and repeat while you draw graphs, charts, and voodoo dolls? Yeah. 
And it will it will fuel my anger and rage. <laughs> yeah, that was all antibiotics. Sure, that's right. It had nothing to do with you or your moral no uh, moral turpitude. Turpitude. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm not sure. Let's look that up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. While we look that up, turpitude. Oh my god! Eat shit and die. <laughs> Dong Johnson. Dong Johnson. No, Dong Johnson. <laughs> Apparently, Dong Johnson. It's got to be the case because why else would Barbara be doing yeah. this? Hold on. Wait, it's about to go somewhere special, I feel like. Can he please participate? <laughs> he is rotten. Yeah, I wonder how many takes it took for him to do this. Oh my god. She was goo-goo-eyed. I, I mean, there's no other explanation. Must have been. I mean, you compare that to the Barry Gibb duets and... It's not even like a human singing, right? Moral turpitude is a legal concept in the United States and some other countries that refers to an act or behavior that gravely violates the sentiment or accepted standard of the community. The concept of moral turpitude might escape precise definition, but it thanks. That's terrific. That's very perfect. But it has been described as, quote, an act of baseness, vileness or depravity in the private or social duties which a man owes to his fellow man or to society in general, contrary to accepted and customary rule of right and duty between man and man. Duty between man and man. man man. That's right up. That's that's it. That's right up your alley, isn't it? Yeah. Dong Johnson stars in Moral, moral Derpitude. <laughs> moral Derpitude, the story yep. of a performer shitting themselves on stage yep. when the fan is creeping away from them. Yep. Dong Johnson. Starring Dong Johnson. <laughs> oh Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Dong Johnson. <laughs> what kind of show do you think Dong Johnson would do? He would just wiggle and he would bring out goldfish in plastic bags that he just purchased at a pet store. Uh-huh. And what, fling them into the audience? Yeah. Now you take care of that. <laughs> now they're your responsibility. Yep. yep. Fling mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what he would do. That would be a pretty good drag number, wouldn't it, if you wanted to flush everyone out of the room? Yes. <laughs> yes. Sometimes the room's too full. You got to get them out. You got to get them out. Yeah. You got to get the next batch of bachelorette parties in. That would be like the um, an emergency exit, um, uh, like a, a fire drill. Would you like to see what's on the salt and straw menu? Uh, yeah, sure. What do they got? The Let's see. They got mushroom muddy buddies. <laughs> okay. I've, I'm calling the police. <laughs> Oh, you know, I think you're really going to like this next oh one. Go ahead. Berries, beans, and barbecue sauce. <laughs> I would rather, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to commit suicide this afternoon and blame it on salt and straw. <laughs> well, okay, but if you incriminate me in the, in the, uh, in the note. Oh, my God. You know what you should listen to while you eat some of this? Oh, my God. <laughs> is that a saxophone? Yeah, I believe it is. Why don't they do a shitty saxophone flavor that as soon as you bite into the 24 flavors of human and and, uh, canine feces, (laughs) uh, you're going to relish the fragrant notes of saxophone that start hallucinating auditorily in your ears. Well, that's right, because it has cardamom relish in it. Yep. And then Barbara Streisand herself will fly down to your apartment with a Dong Johnson and they will shit into each other's assholes <laughs> and then spew up ice cream into your face. That's right. That, a very special Muddy Buddies. <laughs> yeah. It's a very custom flavor. It's a very unique delivery system. Muddy Buddy is, that is what it makes me think of. Shit into somebody else's asshole. Yeah, well, so Muddy Buddy... <laughs> This is disgusting. Well, I, oh, I'm so sorry because well, I'm, no one listening I'm to this is ever used out. to. You're grossing. That's a, grossing listen. You're hitting new out. high marks. Oh you know God. what I mean. You had a record sellout Fucking tour. Salt now you're grossing strong. yourself out. Yeah. Salt uh, now let's see. Now there's one left, and this is not so wild or crazy. So it's kind of a letdown. But wild fennel amaro milk sorbet. 
That doesn't sound so offensive, but coming after like shit ass camping fuck. Yeah, right. Camping feces fuck tent whore. Turd and ashes. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to hear the description of this one just to round it up? Sure. Guided Forages in Ojai and Yucca Valley unveiled a bounty of both wisdom and edible plants. We preserved our wild fennel, purple sage, and juniper in an amaro, which renders a gentle, herbaceous, woodsy milk sorbet. Oh, fuck off. That might be the most offensive one. Gentle, herbaceous, woodsy sorbet. Eat shit and die, motherfuckers. I'm going to blow you up. (laughs) Earthy or herbaceous? I'm walking over to Salt and Strauss with a bomb strapped to my asshole. Okay. And I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm gonna shit blow. I'm gonna, You're gonna shit blow. I'm gonna shit my pants and blow up that place. Hello, hi. Hello. Hi, can I have a sample flavor? Can I can I sample your most herbaceous lavender <laughs> juniper fennel seed shit ass pumpkin camper display youth hostel eatery? I know. I never tried their youth hostel flavor. I yeah. really wanted to because it was like, sort of like sweat stains. Yeah. Have you? And... Has someone stolen your sleeping bag? Well, you will love the flavor. There are next flavors. Like what? fuck lost your passport <laughs> you'll love our our sweaty stolen sleeping bag and st- uh misplaced passport back knee <laughs> have you tried our new detained at the airport flavor? <laughs> yeah our custom sorbet will have you i don't know an earthy fuck? custard filled yeah, with the uh, broken shit. dreams and the smell of Ugh. the transport bus yeah each yeah, the airport down. shuttle flavor was not that bad oh the Logan Express sorbet. That it, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's earthy and herbaceous yeah, for herbaceous. sure. Vivacious. Eat shit. They that, no, that's, I think that's shit. the July flavor. Ugh. Like, remember we talked to Tom Sandoval about being hot and homeless in New York. Like, you can get away with that when you're 22. Yeah. Hot and homeless when you're 50. No, that's uh, that's just uh, depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. Speaking of other things that are depressing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna be murdered. <laughs> Well, this how is mi- long is the song, by the way? Oh, it's at least three hours long. Wait, <laughs> it's got. Oh my God, there's two full minutes left. No way. Second sax solo. This is right. This is terrible. <laughs> this is like a really bad song. It's offensive, isn't it? Ooh. Ugh. Oh, Dong, shut up. Oh. So listen, I think we could close out with the rest of this fabulous song from Barbara Streisand. Oh yeah, Streisand please enjoy this. I mean, I wish nothing more than for you, dear listener, to enjoy this incredibly sizzling hot tune that is no doubt going to provide joy and warmth for the rest of your day because this song is really good. That's right. It's really good and really nice. Oh. So enjoy it, folks, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. That's all for now, but you can be sure that another collection of magical musical moments from the show will be coming fairly soon. And even sooner than that, next week the show starts posting on Tuesday. And of course, go to patreon.com slash craigandfriends. See which tier works for you, unlock the vault to all previous episodes, and get advanced, uncut, and commercial-free editions of these very episodes. Plus, get in on movie clubs before they tape. And while you're listening, rate and review this show on whatever platform you happen to be listening to it on. 